guys. How are you? Welcome into a Monday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralta. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. This podcast always found on YouTube under Betting Pros NFL, our, our YouTube channel, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. Always being brought to you by BetMGM. The offer is right above me, right here on YouTube. 10 bucks to win 100 bucks any event. Use that promo code JUICE150 when I set up for a new account with BetMGM. All right, so a 6-2-1 in one day yesterday, okay? So that was really, really good to bounce back after kind of a rough. The Tyson Fury fight got us a little bit of positive mojo rolling, which is good. So we got a loss in the Browns game, which could have been a win that was tough. They were trying to win by two. Could have been a push for us and said it's lost because Austin Eckler got picked up and brought into the end zone. Ever seen that before? Oh my, that was wild. And then we got a loss... Uh, on that game, a push on the Bengals game that could have wound up being a win. I mean, how many kicks do you guys want to miss? You missed five. What the hell? He <laughs> missed five kicks. Yikes. Mason Crosby hits one. Finally, Packers push for us on the three. But then we get uh, the wins on the Wong teaser. Wong teaser, five and O oh on the year. We are perfect on Wong teasers. That's why being on the live stream every single Sunday morning with Dan Harris and myself on this very YouTube channel is a smart idea. Five and O, oh, pretty good record. Five and O, oh, can't do any better than that over five weeks for Wong teasers. Now, uh, we also got the Saints right, which was nice. Got the, t- the Texans right, which was nice. Patriots won on top of that. So that's a, that's a bonus. Get the win and the, pay- the Pats don't cover. Love it. That was great. Taking the Texans plus nine and a half. So uh, all good stuff there for the day. Uh, props go three and one. Can't be angry about that. The Stephon Diggs prop was the only one we didn't hit. And then a little lesson. Great lesson. Trust yourself. I, I took the bills at plus three and I was so afraid of it. I, I didn't trust it at all. And then about right before halftime, it was three and a half. And I took the Chiefs at three and a half. And I didn't, it was zero. It was a flat. It could have been a win. Could have been a positive. It was, it was my own personal play. It was a personal bet. I didn't give it out officially, uh, but some of you played it. And if you did, congrats. I chickened out. So, Got to learn to trust myself, especially when I'm having a good day. Got to trust myself. Stop doing this nonsense. So Bills, huge win. Blow out the Chiefs. Chiefs are very mortal right now. Two and three on the year for the Chiefs. And well, we'll see where they go. Their schedule is not easy and they look ripe. If you're the Chargers, you're the Raiders, you're coming for Kansas City right now. You are excited to play them. All right. So here's what we're doing today. The NHL starts on Tuesday. NBA starts a little bit later on. NHL starts on Tuesday. So I've got three NHL future bets to give you guys all at one unit apiece on team win totals. All right. We've done fairly well doing this with uh, the NBA, with the NHL, with the NFL, with Major League Baseball. So my future, one day, maybe I got to go back and like pull out the record of my future betting, but I've done fairly well with this. So for the last like two or three days, I've been poking around, reading a bunch of stuff, trying to find some information that I can give you guys from an NHL future perspective. So I got three NHL bets to give you guys coming up. I've got one baseball play. I have one Monday night football play to give you, and I've got I'm going to add at least one more bet on during the discord channel. There are four uh, major league baseball games today, and I have a play on the first one, but I may add. So uh, the Red Sox going for the win over the Rays. That's a huge game. I'm going to eyeball that a little bit. The over there might be in play. Uh, for that game, between the Red Sox and the Rays, just one of the crazier games you'll ever see with that ball clanking off of Hunter Renfro's hip going over 
into the bullpen and then a ground rule double. Pavetta gets out of it and then a two run home run to win it in the bottom of the what 13th inning was it for the Red Sox? One of the crazier games. I'm telling you, this Red Sox team reminds me so much of 2013. Been saying it for a long time. They got some of the magic of 2018, but they've got some of the like, oh my gosh, where is this coming from? From 2013, they beat the Rays, beat the Yankees, beat the Rays. They'll probably face the Astros and it's Alex Cora against his former team. Red Sox beat him in 2018. Now the Astros got him. I can remember my, my history here. Astros got him in 2017, right? On their way to the championship. Astros got the Red Sox in the ALCS. And then in 2018, the Red Sox got the Astros in the ALCS. If they meet again in the ALCS. Oh boy. I know it's getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, obviously. Because we, we have to get a, um, I mean, the Sox got to win a game, but Tampa could win and then go back home and win it. And Tampa makes it. So not seriously, there's no rainy means, but so I'll have an ad coming up here. Okay. So let me start with the plays for today. Then I'll get to the NHL futures and I'm going to give you guys coming up here. Okay. So let's start with the Braves and the Brewers. Okay. So this is a pitching, a pitching duels. It's Freddie Peralta against Ian, Ian, Ian Anderson, Ian Anderson, right? Uh, Peralta has been phenomenal. 25 years old, 10 and 5, 2.81 ERA. Guy's got, you know, strikes out a ton of batters. He wasn't pitching great at the end of the year, but they kind of shut him down a little bit to get him ready. And they think this dude's going to be on and they think giving him the ball on the road at Atlanta is going to be fine. Anderson, 9 and 5, 3.58 ERA. He was great during the year. He was great during the playoffs last year. I mean, th- this is a guy who. You hand the ball to him and you feel very good about handing the ball to this type of guy. The Brewers don't score like we know. Okay. The Brewers just they just don't score. The Braves, the under is five and one in the Braves last six games overall. And after getting shut out three nothing on Saturday, it's a game three. It's a really important game three. The total is eight. I'm going to go a half a unit here and I'm going to go with the under in this game and just hope for someone to win this game like four to one. And I think it's really possible. Pitchers duel, crucial game. I, I just think one of these dudes are going to have a tremendous performance. Peralta is a guy who, you know, at one point was being talked about a little bit with the Cy Young, you know, saying this guy might be a Cy Young candidate. Maybe he reverts back to it. I lean towards the Brewers to win this game. It's plus money to win this game, but yeah, minus 102 or even money somewhere in there. I, I lean Brewers, but I'm going to expect a low scoring game here. I'm going under eight runs, half a unit at minus 110 for the Braves and the Brewers here today. First game of the day. OK, right out of the gate, early game, early, out of, early game out of the gate. So we're going to jump in here on Major League Baseball on this one game. It is a 109 first pitch Eastern time start. It's a 10 o'clock in the morning time on the West Coast. So if you want to jump in on this, under 8, minus 110, jump in on early. Uh, Once you hear this, go ahead and jump in on it, okay? So then that leaves a half a unit, which I'll add on the Discord channel, bettingpros.com slash chat to get into that, bettingpros.com slash chat, or the link is underneath me here on YouTube to go ahead and get in so you guys can get in on that. Okay, so let's go to uh, Monday night and the Monday night game between the Ravens and the Colts. Ravens are at home three and one Indianapolis one and three Indy wins last week. They have been on the road quite a bit. Indy has played at Tennessee. They played at Miami. Now they're at Baltimore here on a Monday night prime time game. Total this game is set at 46 and a half. Ravens are favored by seven, seven points. They are laying on this. All right. 
my my gut tells me just to take the minus seven and lay it with the Ravens. But I can't help myself here with this in the same game parlay opportunity or same game teaser opportunity that we have here. You can take the Ravens and tease them down to minus one and you can take the total from 46 and a half and tease it down to 40 and a half. I think Indy's going to score. I really do. And I think the total, the over, I think the over is not a bad bet, but I think Carson Wentz could wind up having some time to throw the the ball down the field. And the Ravens secondary is not good. Now, Wentz can't move. We, We know that. But if he's upright, he can throw the football. And if he throws the football, he can find some open receivers. I mean, Wentz, when he's given time, is not horrible. And I just think this is Ravens team is just so banged up with so many injuries, especially uh, in the back end, that I think Indy's going to put up at least, you know, I think there's a chance Indianapolis scores like 20 points. I think this could very well be like a 24-20 type of win here for the Ravens. I, I don't think the Ravens are going to kill them. My first inclination is to say the Ravens are going to win and win by 10, but I, I, I know it's people who are on the Colts who think the thing's plus seven is too many points. So here's what I'm doing. I'm going to take the Ravens. Just win the game. Ravens minus one. Take the total from 46 and a half and tease it down. Take the over. It looks too easy. It may be too easy. The thing that kills us if the Ravens lose the game outright, which could happen. I'm not saying it can't, but that's the thing. That I think we're seeing more than 40 points being scored in this game. So I think we're good there. And we just need the Ravens to win the game. Like just need Lamar Jackson to be to, to play well. Lamar Jackson not to turn the ball over and just win the game. Need the Colts to contribute a little bit, okay? But I I think Indy's rushing defense is pretty good, and it's it's good enough I think to hold the Ravens down a little bit and maybe force Lamar to throw. Lamar has been throwing the ball better, like he did against Denver. Took a step forward with that win over Denver. I think the Ravens win the game, okay? Monday night prime time. Hard to see them losing the Indianapolis Monday night in primetime. Same game teaser for one unit, minus 120. We're going Ravens, minus one, over 40 and a half for the total for a one unit. Same game teaser at minus 120 for Monday night football. Okay, so those are the two bets going today. All right, I'll have one more to add later in the show, later in the day on the Discord channel for a half a unit. But one unit, Ravens, minus one in the over 40 and a half. Under eight runs, Braves and the Brewers, half a unit, another half a unit on another baseball game coming up later on today. I'll give you in the Discord channel. All right, so let's talk some hockey. All right, let's talk about Tampa Bay and their back-to-back Stanley Cup victories. Tampa Bay has been playing a lot of hockey. Their point total is 107.5. Shop around. I found this anywhere from 107.5 here in excuse me, here in Vegas to like 105 and a half. Okay, find the biggest number you can find on Tampa Bay. 107 and a half points for Tampa Bay is what I found. Now, Tampa has had some injury luck. Now, Stamkos has missed quite a bit, but they've been fortunate with some of their back-end guys and some of their goaltenders. According to metrics going into the season, and they all change, but Tampa Bay has the seventh toughest schedule in the NHL coming up this season. And they are in a very difficult division. And they're going to get everyone's best shot. They've just won back-to-back cups. That's a lot of hockey. That's a lot of playoff hockey. And I just wonder, 
Does this team now say this is about the playoffs? Do they develop any bit of LeBron syndrome? Do they develop anything of like, look, we need to get into the postseason and then we let our postseason shine. Their entire third line is gone off this is off this team for either free agency or to the Kraken. They've lost a bunch of talent. Everyone loses talent every year, in particular, Stanley Cup champions lose talent. Now, there's not been a huge drain on the talent here, but the Olympics is this year. And this is a pretty big factor for top level teams who have numerous international players like Tampa Bay, who, if healthy, would like to go and represent their country coming up for the Olympics. So to me, I I think when you look at the Winter Olympics, I, I think it's one thing we have to kind of factor in here about the fact that we're playing the Winter Olympics. It's happening in February, starts February 4th to Sunday, February 20th, happening in Beijing. All right. We're going to stop the NHL to let these guys go over there and play. And Tampa's going to lose a ton of players to go over there and play. That's extra time, extra potential for injury. And, you know, they're not going to be focused really on playing hockey for their hockey team in Tampa. They're going to be focused on playing for their country. I think it's a pretty big distraction. And I'm going under. This is the highest total on the board. Tampa Bay, 107 and a half points. One unit. Tampa Bay. Under 107 and a half points here. They could get 100, 101. That's all fine and dandy. It's a very good year. Just think 107 and 107.5 points is a lot of points. And I think with everything I just listed about all the hockey they have played, about their tough schedule, about their tough division and the Olympics coming up with a lot of players who want to go represent their countries, the distraction that may come up with that. We're going under 107 and a half points for the Tampa Bay Lightning for one unit. Okay. Play number two, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Total is 95 and a half points that I found. Shop around and find this. Pittsburgh Penguins. Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari are just two goaltenders I do not like. At all. At all. This team is not going to have Crosby or Malkin until at least December. At least December. We don't know exactly how long they're going to be out. They could be out even longer. You can't replace those two guys. And you really can't can't replace Crosby in his ability to open up the offense for other players. I think Pittsburgh's going to have a tough time scoring. They're in the Metro, which is a really tough division. I don't know how much they score this year. And their D with bad goalies. I mean, uh-oh. If you're bad defensively and you can't score all that much, there's way too many questions to have 95 and a half points on the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Penguins. That's a playoff team. I don't think the Penguins right now without Malkin or Crosby are going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to play a bunch of games that I mean, I think on flyer games and 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 Pittsburgh Penguin games last year, we were betting overs like crazy because they're goaltending problems. I think there's still problems with DeSmith and Jari coming up here for the Penguins. I just don't trust them at all, man. I mean, they might make the playoffs depending on what other teams do, but 95 and a half points. Nah, we're going under 95 and a half points. Pittsburgh Penguins team total for the season. 95 and a half under for one unit on the Pittsburgh Penguins coming up for this coming season. And one more to give you guys. Let's talk about the Seattle Kraken. Brand new team. Expansion team. 88 and a half points is the total being projected for the Seattle Kraken. Now, the Vegas Golden Knights set a bar that I don't think will ever be matched. First year in existence, they go to the Stanley Cup, right? But the rules that were put into place that allowed Vegas to go ahead and do this and create a team that was able to compete right out of the gate. Not that different. They made some tweaks to it, 
But Seattle's been very smart with the way they have built this roster because they started with the goaltending and moved off of it. Having Grubauer from Colorado, who was unbelievable last year, who was you know one of the top three, four goaltenders in the entire entire league, much like Mark Andre Fleury when he went to Vegas. You got a guy like Philip Grubauer in net as your number one goaltender. You're going to be in hockey games. You're going to be there. All right. I don't think they're going to make a crazy run, but they've got a couple. They have two good goaltenders, really, but headlined by Philip Grubauer. You're going to a new city. The jump you get from the new city is going to be massive. And they're going to be in hockey games because of the way the team's been built. They are defensive minded. They're going to now scoring could be a big question for them. But you play a bunch of two one hockey games. Pucks, you know, bounce your way. You start getting some momentum. You start scoring and they're playing teams consistently like the Sharks, the Ducks, the Kings and the Canucks on their schedule. Those teams suck. I mean, those teams are really, really bad. I think the Kraken are going to go for 90 points. I really do. I think the Kraken are going to be in the conversation for a playoff berth. I mean, they're going to be a problem. I don't think they're going to be just, you know, a typical expansion team. The NHL has already set the goals here, set the bar here where like you can come out of the gate and be competitive based upon the rules that they're doing for expansion drafts and how teams can move guys around and take on contracts and whatnot. And Seattle is built right now to not be flashy, to not score a bunch of goals, but to be a defensive-minded team with some really good def- defensive guys on the blue line and two really good goaltenders. Over 88 and a half wins, or 80, sorry, 80 and a half points for the Seattle Kraken out of the gate. I think they win 90 points. I think they're in the conversation for a playoff berth. They may not get there, but I like what I see out of Seattle, and I think there's a lot to be said for that new city getting fired up every home game. They're opening against the Vegas Golden Knights here on Tuesday night. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> you have the last two expansion teams playing each other. Group hour is going to be in net. Uh, you know, we'll learn a lot about Vegas, I think, over the first couple of weeks. I don't know what to make of Vegas, to be quite honest. And there's a lot of questions about them. They're, they're still stacked. They're still loaded. Uh, but I don't know about Vegas right now, just because no Marc-Andre Fleury. And I think it's a really big like hmm, moment for Vegas without Marc-Andre Fleury first season. And we'll see where they go uh, this year. But I'm kind of staying away and I kind of watch and see with Vegas a little bit here as to what they're going to look like out of the gates. Still one of the favorites to go to the cup and win the cup. But I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see on that. Okay. All right. So for our NHL future wagers, three of them. Okay. Three. I'll do NBA later. But here are three bets I liked. I've made here Tampa under 107 and a half points. Pittsburgh Penguins under 95 and a half points. Seattle Kraken over 88 and a half points for their upcoming NHL season, which starts on Tuesday, which is very, very cool for today. Under eight runs, Braves and the Brat and the Brewers for a half a unit and same game, same game teaser Ravens down to minus one over 40 and a half for one unit here on Monday night football. My name is Matt Peralt. Follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt each and every morning. It's the Daily Juice podcast always being brought to you by BetMGM. MGM.